Welcome to the 9 to 5 podcast, conversations with Christians about lives of faith, integrity, and excellence at work. They are from Christians in Commerce, a ministry supporting and encouraging men and women to be Christ in their workplaces. We hope you enjoy this episode. If you've listened to us before, you know we have a four-part video series called Working for Our Father. Each starts with a person telling their story. This is followed by a 10 to 15 minute video, reflection, and then small group discussion. Today we're going to listen to two sharings that were given on a Saturday morning in Minneapolis, St. Paul. The first is by Jeremy Stanberry and preceded the third session entitled, Aligning Your Career to God's Mission. My name is Jeremy Stanberry and uh, I'm a self-employed, independent, personal trainer. I travel around and do mostly in-home personal training. I have been doing that since the start of 2017. And... uh, and when it comes to aligning my career to God's mission, uh, I've always felt a strong calling or a strong sense to do that. Uh, now, my career path has been unique, I think. Uh, for the past 15 years, I've basically been self-employed, uh, or at least uh, forging my own career path. Uh, from 2003 to 2016, for 13 years, uh, I was doing theater work full time. Um, I started off uh, with a Christian um, theater production company called Epiphany Studio Productions, where I was writing, performing, producing one man and two person shows, uh, play performances that all had an explicitly Christian message. I toured throughout the United States, um, internationally as well, performed mostly in churches or for Christian events and conferences. Um, That was uh, a very explicit aligning of my career to God's mission or what I had discerned, perceived God's mission to be uh, for me in my life and wanting to further his mission through my work. Um, that all came about through a deepening of my Christian faith, really a, a conversion of heart that I had in college while I was studying theater. And then coming out of that, wanting to, you know, praying and discerning, finding a way uh, where I could combine uh, the gifts and talents God had given me with my passion for wanting to to serve him. And I think that no matter what our career is, right, that was a very unique Um, career path that I chose, but I think that's a good guiding principle for all of us, right? We're all in the career that we're in because God has given us certain gifts and talents. And uh, aligning our career to God's mission, I mean, that begs a couple of questions, right? It begs the question, well, what is God's mission? And how do I align what I'm doing to that? Uh, Well, a good starting point is he's given you gifts and talents that you're putting to work in whatever career uh, you are in. And then it just becomes a matter of prayer, openness, discernment. God, how can I use these gifts and talents to serve you? And I think it can often be an intimidating idea uh, to align our career with God's mission. Well, I think the idea of that can sometimes be intimidating. Uh, you know, we may think that that requires us to somehow uh, proselytize our faith in the workplace, um, that we have to, uh, uh, you know, be walking around talking about Jesus to everybody in the workplace. Uh, 
Um, I think that would be a, a misguided understanding of what it means to align our career with God's mission, whatever career we're in. And I'll, I'll get a little bit more, I'll touch on that a little bit more at the end of what I think is a better perspective of that. But uh, I spent those years doing the traveling theater and then uh, got married in 2009. And as my wife and I started having a family, we wanted to settle down more locally and expand the nature of our work. Uh, so we founded um, Open Window Theater in Minneapolis, um, a local professional uh, theater based out of Minneapolis where we expanded the, the works we were doing, uh, more conventional full-length plays, and you know we're hiring the best talent we can in the Twin Cities. And our theater, Open Window Theater, uh, was not an explicitly Christian theater. We didn't have, we didn't label ourselves as a Christian theater, but we had guiding principles. We had a mission statement, and those seven guiding principles for our theater um, uh, were all about uh, um, bringing about uh, a redemptive vision for arts in the culture, using arts to, um, uh, uh, in a redemptive way in our culture. That can mean a lot of different things, but, um, uh, and I think when we, when we think about aligning our career to God's mission and, and that question of what is God's mission, it's important to remember that God's mission is always about redemption. And whatever we're doing, whatever our career path is, and, and how we align that to God's mission, just remembering that what is God's mission? God's mission is always about redemption, bringing good from evil, bringing good from the bad, um, uh, uh, and, and bringing light to darkness. Um, God's mission is always about redemption. We were doing um, open window theater for five years in, in Minneapolis, and we're having uh, great success as a, a professional theater company that um, uh, has a Christian worldview, a redemptive vision in the arts. Uh, that's very, very difficult to do in an incredibly secular culture, but an incredibly secular arts and entertainment world. And, and, and part of our you know, mission was, I mean, we're reaching out to, we're hiring the best talent in the Twin Cities. That is not Christian talent. <laughs> you know, most of the actors, artists, designers, directors, you know, they're not, um, uh, they didn't share our Christian worldview. So, you know, so then it, it becomes all about the practical, right? How do you, practically speaking, how do you, practically speaking, you know, align your career, what you're doing to God's mission, God's mission for redemption in a practical way in the people that you're interacting with, the people that you're dealing with on a daily basis? Oh, I'll wrap up here, going a little long. Um, that, that led me on the personal training track. And I won't get into all of that, but, but as I got into personal training, you know, I had to ask myself, I had to pray about, Lord, um, how can I use this work to serve you? You know, part of the challenge of personal training is it can be, you know, the, the fitness world can be uh, just be very, yeah, a lot of vanity involved in that. How do you get beyond the vanity? right, to, to serving God and serving others um, through that work in a redemptive way, not in a self-serving way. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, and it's funny because as soon as I prayed that, as I started doing personal training, uh, a lady called me up and, and who I'd known from years before, but uh, 
she called me up, heard I was doing personal training, I hadn't talked to her in years, and um, asked me to, if I would be a personal trainer for her 16-year-old son. Uh, the thing is, her 16-year-old son, 16 months prior, um, had put a bullet through the temple of his head. And, um, and that bullet crossed both hemispheres of the brain. And, um, and it was a miracle that he survived to begin with, uh, let alone came out of the coma and had any uh, cognition. Um, and all of that, all of those things happened, um, you know, his, his you know, of course, the doctors are wanting to pull the plug. He's not going to survive this. He's not going to ever come out of this coma with cognition. His mother said, well, we're praying for a miracle, so do everything you can. And, and that miracle was, was granted. And so 16 months later, she's calling me up. She said, I think it's time to bring in a personal trainer to start working with him to build muscle strength. Now, he had very little motor control. Um, this is the most severe TBI, traumatic brain injury, possible. And, um, uh, you know, he's trying to learn to walk again, trying to learn to talk again, all of these things, but still in the very early stages, okay? I'm just beginning as a personal trainer. <laughs> this is about the most intimidating situation possible for me as a personal trainer just starting off in this field. Uh, this would be a difficult client for the most experienced of personal trainers. And, uh, but I just prayed about, God, how can I use what I'm doing, use this new career to serve you in some way? And, um, uh, and so even though they were way up north, way up north of Forest Lake, and, uh, and couldn't really afford personal training services, um, it's not covered by insurance. And so, um, e you know, I had to bring my rates way down for them and uh, spend a lot of time on the road and, and not make nearly as much money as I would if I could give that time to other uh, clients, but I knew that God was calling me to this challenge, and um, I've been working with him for over a year now, and now he's starting to do push-ups, <laughs> modified push-ups, he's starting to do some army crawling, things that were not even um, conceivable uh, back when I first began with him, and so it's been a real blessing to see how God's been working through that in the midst of the challenges. To wrap up, I think it all comes down to identity. When it comes to aligning our careers with God's mission, identity, um, is our Christian, our Christian faith, is it simply an attribute uh, that informs how and where we spend one hour of our week on Sundays? Or is our Christian faith the source and summit of our personal identity, of who we are, uh, that we are united with Christ as beloved sons and daughters of the Father. Is that who we are? If that's who we are, if that's the source and summit of our identity, if our Christian faith informs everything, then that's the lens through which we view our lives, our work, that we view others. And, and then you can't help but bring the Father into the workplace. Uh, our Heavenly Father will inform uh, what we do in our workplace. And um, if, if he's the source of our identity versus just an attribute of, of who we are. And, and guiding principles can be very helpful. I think in the, in the video we're about to see, uh, pay attention at the end. Um, there's essentially some guiding principles that are given at the end of this video. You know, I think for when it comes to a company, 
um, you know, a company's guiding principles, right, its mission statement, its guiding principles, uh, give it direction. Uh, in terms of ourselves, how do we practically speaking align our careers to God's mission? I think it's important to have certain guiding principles. In the video, it's going to give us some, and I would recommend, you know, writing these down, keeping these, and going back to these on a daily basis. One is showing respect for coworkers and supervisors. You know, and at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, reading through these, and at the end of the day, reflecting on, did I show respect for coworkers and supervisors today? Uh, doing my work with quality, skill, and distinction, another guiding principle. At the end of the day, reflecting on that, did I do that today? Taking an interest in the well-being of others. Standing for the dignity of all. Helping resolve conflicts. And the sixth one, encouraging practices that are honest, just, and ethical. These can be real practical guiding principles for how we can align our careers to God's redemptive mission. And finally, just remember that um, light always shines in the darkness. This gets back to the proselytizing. If I align my career with God's mission, do I have to be proselytizing in the workplace? No, light always shines in the darkness. You don't have to wave your light in people's faces. You don't have to do that. Light naturally shines in the darkness. Okay, as Christians, we are a light in the darkness. There's a lot of darkness in our workplaces and in people's individual lives and people that we encounter. Um, we simply need to be a light, okay? And if, and if our Christian faith is our source of our identity, and we're praying, we're uniting with God in prayer on a daily basis, we just simply have to allow that light to shine and it will attract, it will attract. Before we listen to the next sharing, let me tell you that the video series is available for your use and without charge. To learn more, go to our website at workingforourfather.com. You'll be able to view a trailer and actually preview the first session. Now, here's the sharing that preceded the fourth session, Operating in the Fruit of the Spirit. It featured Luke Cahill. I, uh, I'm a cradle Christian. I grew up in a faith-filled house. My dad's here today. Um, the Holy Spirit was definitely a part of the faith experience, my upbringing, surrounded by praise and worship music, all the uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, prophecy, and frankly, it scared the crap out of me. It, it was just very intimidating. And uh, it was, you know, when you're young, it's just like normal. But as I grew older and, and entered adulthood, I just became very unnerved by it and so I went off to college and you know, as my family started um, I, my Christianity became very conservative and, and predictable and uh, mundane I would say um, and a lot of it had to do with I think deep down it's all in reflection that you know you uncover this but uh, I think it was an anxiety or fear of kind of loss of control or what sacrifices might need to be made um, if I just opened myself up to what the spirit had for me and also just like, what is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? How do you like pr pr pray to the Holy Spirit? Like, how do you even pray? Like, there's a lot of <laughs> confusing complexity to the role of the Holy Spirit and even how it all worked. And so practically, I think that was a barrier as well. So I'd say I uh, had faith and I had belief, but I didn't practice my faith in a very behavior-oriented way. And uh, as I got older and as my kids, it was really my kids getting older, 
I realize, uh, you know, they're going to figure me out. <laughs> they, like, they will not do as I say for much longer, um, so I better be doing things that they're, they're going to, that I want them to emulate um, because my fraud, the fraud that is, I feel like, in some ways my life, and it certainly played out in my workplace, whereas I feel like I was, again, a a pretty good person, I was trying to make the right decisions, but I was lacking love in an authentic, sincere way. Love for my coworkers. It was like if I had a relationship with you, I loved you, and if I didn't, I was probably gonna judge you first. <laughs> um, and, and so there was a lack of that kind of love flowing through me. Uh, Steve Becker, who's in, in the back now, but he, he got me involved in CIC under the ruse of helping him with a research project. I'm a, a market researcher by training. Um, and so I was reluctantly okay with helping him with that, and then that research led into really creating this workshop. This was about a year and a half, two years ago. And this workshop, and then what's followed from there has really changed my life in big part, learning more, understanding more, and being filled more with the Holy Spirit. So kind of in the middle of this, like a year and a half, a year ago, I started to ask for the Holy Spirit, you know, I'd remember every so often to say, come Holy Spirit, just help me. And I was a little bit more receptive to it, but I lacked the consistency. I've never been good at praying. Um, I mean, unless I needed something in the middle of the day. Um, but, you know, starting my day with prayer was never and I, something I would do. I would look at people who prayed, and I was like, oh my goodness, who are these disciplined people who suffer through prayer every single day for, you know, 15, 30 minutes, an hour? You know, like, how do they subject themselves to that torture? Because prayer just wasn't alive for me, and I didn't understand how, how it could be the Bible wasn't alive for me. Um, it was at the the annual conference for Christians in Commerce in October of this past year where I got prayed with for to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. And I don't know technically what that is other than, you know, I, I want more of you. I want to be overflowing with your love. Um, and so I was prayed with, and it was at night, went back to my hotel room, and I'm like, I should open up a Bible and point to something to see what God is telling me <laughs> through his word. And uh, it's the only hotel room that didn't have a Bible in it in, I think, the United States. But I had my phone, and so I opened up my Bible app, version. and I was like, I haven't ever, I think, opened this up. But I opened it up, and it was open to a scripture passage, which I still don't know how that happened, but it was to Jeremiah. And again, my, my, anxi my anxiety was, what, do I have, what will I have to give up, you know, if I open myself up to the Holy Spirit? And it was Jeremiah, which is not a book I would have chosen, um, and it's still surprising, but it was all about the Israelites were in exile in Babylon, and the message to them was don't, like, get ready to leave and pack up, but invest, plant gardens, you know, because I have you where I want you, and I'll use you there. Um, and that was exactly, you know, I, was, I get teary now because it was such an, you know, God knew what my fears were and what was keeping me back from that. Um, and he was willing to, you know, he, he nipped it in the bud right off the get. So now I'm like, okay, now you can roll because uh, you're where I want you to be. Um, so the, what has been different? Um, one of the founders of CIC who actually just passed away yesterday, John Mooney, has this saying, um, at when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, um, nothing 
had changed, but everything is different or something like that. And that is so true in my life where it's kind of like frog boiling water. I don't feel that different, but I, every morning I want to pray. I wake up and I pray and my kids know that and they come down and, and you know, some days are more prayerful and in-depth than others. If you have three kids on you, it's a little hard to, to go deep, but it is a focus, it is a priority, and not because I'm suddenly more disciplined, but because I have more of the love of God and I want more of him every, every single day. And because, you know, in the days when you start your day in prayer, then it's amazing how the Holy Spirit is present in your life in every moment, every conversation, every, every interaction you have, which is many throughout a given day. There's so many times where you have the ability in little ways to either be Christ to somebody else or to not. You know, I feel like I'm much more often Christ to them. And again, it's not, it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with Christ inside me. Um, I'm introverted. I find myself happy to engage with other people in ways that I still don't understand. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm here. I, I said a spontaneous prayer in front of you all this morning. Like that is weird to me, you know, because it's not, it's not who I am. I'm a flawed human um, who's introverted and scared of conversations, interactions like this, but it's the Holy Spirit present in me that allows me to uh, be a better worker, be a better coworker, be a better um, supplier to our clients. Um, and in, in doing all that in a consistent way, my hope is that um, it's inspiring others to, to pursue their faith more meaningfully as well. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You'll want to check out our website at workingforourfather.com. It's constantly being updated with new content to support you and others in living your faith at work.